0: Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. I am in my studio. It is later at night. I am fortunate that my studio is just a couple miles from my house, So I have the ability to jump in and out whenever I want. Whenever I'm passionate about a topic, as you've heard in the past, if you listen to some of those episodes where I get really amped up. And then just different moods. And this studio at night is just, there's a whole different feel to it. So I'm enjoying this. Doing a couple episodes right now, including this Fit Tip, which came to me from a question. And at the end of every episode, I throw out Tom H. Fit Instagram, Twitter, the website, so that you can reach out. And I take all of those questions and put them into listener mailbag episodes. I love those. And then occasionally I say, you know what? One of these will be a great, like, fit tip. Or even sometimes it blow it out to a whole episode. But this is a great fit tip that just came to me the other day from a listener who had just listened to the show I did on how long you should rest. Right. When you're exercising, when you're working out, there's science to it and based on your goals. And yes, it depends on those goals and and other factors. But she parsed it out even more. And I love it. So her question was and is time versus heart rate rest. You're going, what the heck does that mean? Okay, so think about it. And when we talk about interval training, when you do maybe your group cycling or rowing class, all the new great apps and live classes, whatever it is, oftentimes, what do they do? Or most times, what do they do? It's time-based, right? So in other words, you do your five-minute warm-up, let's say, and then you do five intervals of 30 seconds with 90 seconds rest. So you go as hard as you can for 30 seconds, you recover for 90, and you do that, Let's say five times. Okay, so that's a one to three ratio of work to rest, right? 30 on, 90 off, and you do a specific number of repetitions. And so many different ways to manipulate that. There's such science to it. You know, great exercise physiologists, coaches know how to do that to manipulate those variables. And then you can also do it by heart rate. You can also do it by heart rate. So what does that mean? Really hard to do in a group situation, right? In other words, like, you know, you wouldn't be in a class where because people's heart rates, resting heart rates, maximum heart rate, there's just too much variability within the group to kind of structure a class that way. But you can do it on your own. You can do it on your own. And let me just give you the example of a runner, which I believe uh, this person is, and you are at the track. So let's say you had a workout where you had to do like two-mile warm-up, and then you're going to go to the track and you're going to sprint one lap, call it a 400, right? And then you are going to, instead of go by time, and oftentimes on the track, you're going to go by distance. So in other words, you would sprint one lap, and then you might walk a half a lap or a full lap. And sometimes that's by time, but oftentimes there it's by distance. You can also go by heart rate. And this is fun, and this is challenging. And I do this too. I do all of the above, as I say, (laughs) at the end of just about every single one of these shows, that you want variation, and I keep telling you why, mentally and physically, physically and mentally. So sometimes I will go to the track as I'm training now to go faster, hopefully, at my next Ironman. Tuesdays are the track day for me for running. And generally speaking, I would go and do maybe if it's a 400s day. So again, two-mile warm-up, let's say eight by 400. So go hard for one lap, and then I would walk a half a lap to recover. And again, it's going to be a certain number of minutes at the same time. But, you know, it's easier visually to just do it that way. Because then you know where you start and stop. Uh, You know, for people like me who can barely count to eight when I'm trying to count reps and things like that. Was it six or seven? Which one was I on? Right? So run fast for a lap, walk a half a lap, boom. Do that over and over eight times. And then you do like a one to two mile cool down. Or, (laughs) especially as you get fitter and you start to know your heart rates, the other way I will do it and I will mix these up Sometimes I will go to the track and I will sprint that lap. And then you start walking and you say, again, based on your heart rates, but for a nice round number, let's say 120. When my heart rate goes under a certain number, and I'm just going to throw out 120 for argument's sake. Then you start your next one. And that may be 30 seconds in. That may be 90 seconds in and maybe two minutes in. And so you can do both. And the fitter you get, what happens? What happens? You recover faster. You recover faster. So I'm a believer in mixing both types of rest intervals in to answer that person's question specifically. Some days I go by, well, I'm going to give you the three because you can actually break those down into three. So you've got time-based, You recover for a minute, or you recover distance-based, half a lap, full lap, or you recover by when that heart rate breaks a certain number, plateau. And listen, let me just throw out this as well. I've often talked about how I'm a big believer in walk breaks, even marathons, Ironmans, I Broke three hours, walking 10 seconds every mile. I won a small marathon, set my PR, walking 10 seconds every mile up until mile 24. When I found out I had a chance to win, tiny marathon. And I left that final, I think two walk breaks out because the heart rate comes down. And so when I'm doing my long runs now, sometimes I will go by time with the walk breaks. So, you know, hit mile one, slow down to a walk, you're walking forward. You're still covering ground, but sometimes it's thirty seconds, sixty seconds, whatever. But oftentimes now, it's also that heart rate. So I wait until that heart rate goes under. For me, it's a hundred. I'm using now. It's hot out, um, and it changes. But you can do both. Is my point? <laughs> That's the takeaway from this fit tip. And you can do all three, and mix it up, and play it by ear. What do you feel like that day? Do you want to go by time? Do you want to go by distance? Also, based on, you know, are you using a stationary bike, a rower? You know, what's your cardio that you're doing? Swimmers, you know, stand against, you know, you, you do your lap, you recover, and it's interval based. In other words, like, you know, you have to do it in a certain amount of time. And as quickly as you finish, you get more rest, right? So, time based, distance based, heart rate based, all good. I would experiment and use all three. And for those of you who, again, who are like, Tom, we're just just here to lose some weight, to feel better, you know, I get it. But use all these things for the variation, for the fun. Learn a little bit more about your body. Learn about those heart rates. Because the formulas are way off for the vast majority of you, you know. So when you're going hard, when you're at a 9 out of 10 on your piece of cardio, elliptical, whatever it is, what's your heart rate? Start to learn those things. And then the final takeaway is, again, the fitter you get, the faster that heart rate comes down. That is the true indication of fitness. And this is exactly what I was talking about last night with a friend who texted me, said, Tom, how can they put a, a microphone in the face of these people? You know, it's Olympic time right now at the end of like, uh, you know, the triathlon he was talking about. And you watch the, the running, the sprints, 400s, 800s, all out red line. And then they have a microphone in their face seconds later. And. Yeah, some are breathing hard, but within a ridiculous amount, a short amount of time, they're recovered much quicker than the average person. That's because that is an adaptation from exercise. You know, all those Instagram people say, oh, I don't do any cardio. And look how skinny I am. Well, good for you, as I say. You should probably work that muscle that is known as your heart. And so many different ways to do it. So many different ways to manipulate your workout. You can do it by time rest, you can do it by distance, and you can do it by heart rate. And the final thing with distance is when I started doing ultramarathons and then I started interviewing ultramarathoners like Dean Karnazes, I'll never forget, great advice he gave me. I said, how do you do those 100-mile races and things like that when you're just done? And he said, I pick an object in the distance. I say, I'm just going to walk to that tree and then start running again. Or you know, I'm going to jog to the to the next rock. So that would be your distance-based recovery. So so many different ways to make your workouts fun, effective, uh, and different. All right, thank you for that question. And for those of you who have questions, do not hesitate to reach out. Tom H Fit, Instagram and Twitter, fitnessdisrupted.com. Reach out to me there as well. Newest book is the Micro Workout Plan highly recommend it (laughs) and again thank you to everyone who has purchased it and if you could review it that is super helpful as an author on amazon or wherever you post your comments all right thank you and remember there are three things we all control how much we move what we put into our mouths and our attitudes and that is awesome i am tom holland this is fitness disrupted believe in yourself
1: Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety?